Welcome to the final episode of YEGMS for 2016. Uh, this is a special episode because I had a chance to talk with Patricia Jehufka, who is the official spokesperson of the Johnson MS Bike Tour, Le Duc de Camrose. So stick around. So this is the final episode of YEGMS for 2016. Um, coincidentally enough, it's the 10th episode. Uh, I'm surprised that I've gotten up to that many. Um, but I've uh, come to really enjoy uh, podcasting. It's uh, definitely something that uh, uh, there's a certain level of catharsis in it for me. Um, so yeah, this is episode number 10. Um, and it's, it's a special episode because I got a chance to, uh, to speak with uh, Patricia, who um, is an amazing spokesperson for uh, people with MS. So um, very pleased that she took the time to, uh, uh, to take my call and, and be on the podcast. Um, it's kind of been an interesting week uh, for me reading about different things, health-related things, and I'm sort of, <laughs> I have to admit I was a bit annoyed because it seemed like every time I, I looked at a news story online or saw something in the news, it seemed like there was another run of, well, you really shouldn't eat that, you shouldn't take that, you shouldn't do this, that, and the other thing. Um, and, it, and as many people who listen to this podcast probably already know, uh, definitely anyone who read my, reads my blog would know. Uh, I eat a modified paleo-style diet. And interestingly enough, I, uh, I just caught a glimpse of a flash of a, uh, uh, an article title online, and it was talking about how um, almonds are probably not the best idea to be eating, to consuming in large quantities. And then... About a day later, I saw that most of the vitamin supplements that people take are completely useless. And then about a day after that, I saw that uh, omega-3s, uh, omega-3 supplements probably don't do anything either. And the ones you're taking are probably rancid. Well, I do eat almonds. I do take vitamins. And, of course, one of the supplements I take is omega-3s. And I went, you know, is there anything you, you can do that they're not eventually going to... They, you know, everybody's they... But that some researchers are not going to come up with and say, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing that." Uh, and I have to admit that it uh, it's frustrating because you just never know. And and um, as somebody who publishes stuff online, uh, I always give links to things that I read because I think it's important that people uh, research stuff for themselves. But I can say that I have been, uh, and like a lot of investors, I've been supplementing with vitamin D. Uh, since oh, 2008 probably uh, since a couple you know probably eight or nine months after my diagnosis and I've always taken fish oil again since I've been diagnosed um, I also take cinnamon every day um, I try and take B vitamins every day uh, and then my <laughs> then you know as we were my wife and I were talking about this stuff I have this like little uh, 
basket that holds all my vitamins and that. And she said, well, how? And then she looked at the ones, one of the supplements that I take is calcium, a calcium and magnesium supplement. And, and my wife works in a, in a health profession and she, uh, she said, you know, those magnesium and calcium pills, um, they can build up in your system. She shouldn't take too much. And I, it's just weird how it all kind of came together. It all kind of coalesced at the same time. And I went, oh, geez. Uh, here's another stuff I, I shouldn't take. And I did, I did read through some of the articles. And, and I, I'm definitely cutting back on the supplements that I take. Um, but, but since I've been taking vitamin D and omega-3 since the beginning, um, and I've done well. I can't prove. I can't actually make the. I mean, I can't actually make the link and say it's because I've been taking these things that you know. Uh, I haven't had the progression that the other, some other some other people have experienced, um, but I definitely have decided to to tone it down, um, and yeah. I mean, it's just you know you never know what you're going to read next. I mean. I'm really hoping for the day where this, where some researcher comes comes up with a you know a study where they can prove that bacon is amazing for you because that would be that's the study that I want to see uh, that bacon is amazing and it should be in everything and that maple syrup should be in everything. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to see those uh, those things happen, but you know, say la vie, it is what it is, um, and I you know kind of switching gears I've. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of training again for uh, the really long run 2016. Uh, I'd say I'm about a month in uh, of uh, the really dedicated training, maybe a month and a couple of weeks. Um, and I'd love to tell you that it's been going amazing. Um, but until to, the last two days have been really good. Uh, my pace is finally where I want it to be and... Um, so that, that is really encouraging. I mean, I ran, I ran 10 K today and I managed to run, um, solid the whole time, no hiccups. And I held a really good pace for 90% of it. Yesterday I ran 5 K and again, same thing. So, um, and I enjoyed it today and that's, and that's always the biggest sign is that I'm finally turning that corner where, uh, when I go to the track, I hate my life, and now all of a sudden I'm starting to enjoy it. And that usually means that the body's starting to uh, acclimate itself to the training. And, and uh, so, anyways, a really positive sign. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, it's it's always tough coming into December because it's there's always an excuse to eat something you probably shouldn't. Um, I know for you know the week of Christmas, and we're gonna be at my in-laws and then uh, for New Year's we've rent with my family we've rented a cabin um, and there'll be lots of wine and lots of you know goodies and that around so I'm just gonna have to be vigilant and try and uh, uh, moderation I guess would be the best way to uh, you know to approach that but um, but it's the end of another year and it's been a eventful year it's been uh, a life-altering year for myself, obviously, with uh, the really long run and then uh, getting more involved in, in the larger MS world. I mean, I had my little blog that was on the fringes of uh, <laughs> the world of MS. I mean, the podcast is too. I mean, um, 
you know, it's not uh, uh, the average. The average podcast gets somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred listens. So, uh, you know, in the month, in the first month that uh, it's online, so. Um, it's definitely not uh, earth-shattering numbers by any stretch of the imagination, but but between the really long run, the podcast, getting more involved with the MS Society, and getting more involved with the MS community as a whole, I mean, it's definitely been uh, it's been a, it's been a good experience. It's been uh, it's been affirming. Uh, it's been life affirming, and it's uh, you know if I could. If I could be somehow could become independently wealthy and you know pursue philanthropy um, as my uh, my vocation is my um, you know what I would do day to day uh, that would be pretty amazing because it's um, it's humbling and it's inspiring and it's uh, you know, it's like having kids. It gives you a purpose. It gives you a reason for being. Um, you know, uh, few of us are, are fortunate enough to work in jobs where uh, we can really make a difference. So um, for me to do it as a hobby, is uh, uh, it makes everything kind of worth it. So, um, And on that note, uh, last week and the week before, it was kind of a interesting and I mentioned this on the last the last podcast um, uh, not quite two weeks ago I got an award from the Association of fundraising professionals um, it was a luncheon that was held at the um, uh, at the uh, Shaw Conference Center in downtown Edmonton uh, there was about 800 attendees uh, I don't know how fan how many award winners there was but there was there's quite a few and um, I'm not normally one that likes uh, the spotlight, which uh, I sometimes just prefer to <laughs> to fade in the background. Um, so fortunately, at that, you know, I didn't have to talk, and I actually everybody in the health category, because that's the, the the category that I got the award for. Uh, I don't know how many award winners there were in the health category. Uh, I, we all went up on stage together to 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 with to accept our award or whatever, and I would say there was about twenty, and then there was I don't know, uh, probably almost ten different categories. Um, so there was quite a few award winners. Like by no means was it this this luncheon about me. It was just you know I was invited to go to to accept an award, uh, which the MS Society nominated me for. Um, but it was great because I got to take my mom, and she deserved a lot of recognition. She deserved recognition, and and because uh, she done she is a big reason why the really long run happened, and, and will continue to happen because she uh, donates a lot of her time to just getting it organized and the little details uh, that uh, and for me the little details are always the uh, <laughs> uh, what I struggle with. Um, and then last week, so I think it was last Thursday, um, yeah, it was last Thursday night, so almost a week ago, um, the MS Society had their, well, the M Johnson MS Bike had their Dinner of Champions, and what that was for is for uh, people who rode in the Johnson MS Bike who raised, uh, I think I think you got invited if you raised at least $1,000, and then... 
there was awards there. So uh, I was given an award for uh, being the fourth highest individual fundraiser because uh, of the really long run. All the proceeds of the really long bond run went to my Johnson MS Bike Tour team. And we managed to raise uh, just a hair over $23,000, which put me in the fourth spot, um, which uh, was amazing. I mean, it was a really amazing support. And then later in the evening, um, they recognized any person, any rider who had raised over $10,000. And my guest tonight was one another person who got this, the second award because uh, she raised over $10,000. And um, so the and and her story is that is, is Patricia is the uh, official spokesperson for the Johnson MS Bike Tour, and I got to know her uh, at the bike tour, leading up to the bike tour last year, and then at the bike tour, and we've exchanged text messages and tweets and 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 things over over uh, you know over the subsequent months since then and she gave a speech last year at the uh, dinner uh, on the Saturday night dinner uh, after the first day of riding at the bike tour um, I think there was few dry eyes in the house I, I mean it's rare that you you, you hear uh, a speech that is very perfect um, and it, it was perfect it was spot-on and um, and she jokes about it in the interview, which you're going to hear. And and she said, even even said, like she doesn't know how she's going to top it, um, because it was it was very impactful for a lot of people, including myself. So, um, I was very very happy when she agreed to uh, to talk to me and, and be on my little on my little uh, you know internet show. Um, so, here it is, my interview with uh, Patricia Jehufka. Uh, the official spokesperson for the Johnson MS Bike. So I'm talking to on the phone with uh, Patricia Jahuvka. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes, that was really good. Um, she is the spokesperson for the Johnson MS Bike, um, and she was gracious enough to. Uh, uh, speak with me for the podcast. So, Patricia, thank you very much for, for doing this. It's my pleasure. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask you, and it's something I ask pretty much everyone uh, who has MS who comes on the podcast, um, just uh, why don't you tell us your story, um, how MS started in your life? Uh, okay, well, so uh, pretty much for me, it started with my left eye. And it started with kind of discomfort and then pain. And then it went blurry and then it went completely blind. How long so did how long did that last for? Scary. Uh well the, it took about a week to go like completely blind. And then that lasted uh probably a week or so. And then I went on steroids, wow. and it slowly got better, but it stayed blurry for about five months. And was it in both eyes or just one? Just the one. Yeah, so, yeah, I had a, I had a little bit of optic neuritis as well, but I never went blind. I, I can't say that I ever went blind in one of my eyes, so 
Um, anyway, sorry, please, please yeah, continue. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Because, <laughs> you know, like it just, it, I was looking at something and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I closed my, my right eye and I couldn't see. <laughs> well, and then, and then and did you develop any other symptoms or was it just the neuritis? Um, you know what? When I, I, I did have some eye pain and blurriness a few years before and they just kind of said you know if it happens again let us know and then I also have a, a hypothyroid so you know I, I probably did have fatigue and I just didn't notice it yeah because I thought it was oh it's just my thyroid so <laughs> but uh, after the eye I, I was pretty Stable, other than the side effects from the steroids. And how about now? Um, I, I had a bit of a blip with my eye again, same eye, uh, about a year, exactly a year ago. And it, it, it all it did this time was go blurry. Yeah. And the fear this time was that it was going to stay blurry and by some miracle, I, I'm probably back at about 98%. So. And do you have any other and, physical um, symptoms, or is it just it's just in the eyes? Yeah, I have um, I have pain. Uh, it's kind of like a almost like a burning pain. Mm-hmm. And then um, I I kind of lose feeling in some of my fingers on my left hand and my and then my left toes um i had i had a little bit of an issue with my calf i lost feeling and then um i get tremors and kind of restless legs at night well and how long how long like how long have you been diagnosed for uh since pretty much january 2012 I'll go see. So you're uh, almost four years in. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, how has it how has it impacted your life since? I mean, obviously there was the lead up to being diagnosed, but how how has the disease impacted you? Well, it actually it actually hit me pretty hard because uh, I I had always dreamed of being a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once I got the diagnosis, I pretty much figured that that was it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Um, but, yeah, I, I, still, I still tried to apply. <laughs> and I kind of took my physical activity down to, a, I guess, like a lower level, less impact. Mm-hmm. And tried that for a while, you know, like yoga, cycling. And then I kind of decided that I wanted to start pushing those limits and seeing what I could do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, the more I exercised, the better I felt. Yeah, I find that myself, and, yeah. Um, yeah, so, it, I mean, and it, it, it kind of changed my attitude and it kind of changed my perspective because now I just, you know, like I, I really try and live every day to the fullest. Yeah, 
It's yeah. I, I, was I, can I? I it sounds like, I mean, your experience sounds similar to mine, like your symptoms are similar. I mean, I didn't have a, a completely blind eye, but uh, my right yeah. my right hand is always numb. I do get some numbness in my fingertips and my left hand, and my feet went numb, yeah. went per, like permanently numb uh, two years ago probably. Um, yeah. But other than that, I can still move around, and, and exercise for me is a, when I'm not exercising, that's when I'm not doing well. Um, but yeah, I kind of found, well, the question I want to ask you is I kind of find that, there's a lot of things I took for granted before I got diagnosed, um, and before this this uh, you know MS became part of my life. I mean, I, I actually uh, just had my nine year MS anniversary on Remembrance Day. So, um, wow. But I what I found is that since since the diagnosis, um, I'm actually a healthier person <laughs> if that makes any sense i mean i i, I actually try and uh, uh watch what i eat i i, I, re- I exercise regularly where before i mean i smoke i drank i you know i was out all night yeah. um so it's interesting that you said so is that kind of similar for you that not maybe the the the, the drinking and the partying that i that i experienced but i'm just saying that <laughs> <laughs> but is that sort of similar for yeah, you yeah you know i just before like i kind of um didn't really make exercise a priority. Uh, didn't you know? Didn't try to sleep the greatest. Right? It, it just it just wasn't uh, the the healthiest lifestyle I probably could be living. And it kind of was definitely a wake up call. Yeah, yeah. Um, now the next thing I want to ask you about is. Um, have you made any sort of lifestyle modifications or are you on any sort of treatment or like, how are you handling that part of your, uh, your disease? Uh, it's, it's fine. Cause I, that's kind of a hot button issue, I guess, in my house. Okay. <laughs> Just because I've, I've gone to, uh, different seminars and, you know, I sat on, uh, the research panel that reviewed, upcoming research projects, right, that were being funded, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very interested in all of it, and I keep up with it, um, but I just, I'm having such a hard time, A, picking one, and B, kind of convincing myself that um, some of the side effects that are, like, kind of scary for me, and especially since I didn't do so well on the steroids. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of scared that it might be worse than any of the MS symptoms I've had so far. But uh, it's definitely it's definitely something that I am thinking about constantly. <laughs> well, no, it's funny that you say that. I mean, I, um, and I think that I think one of the times that we spoke, you you actually touched on that a bit. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just interesting for me because when I first got diagnosed back in two thousand, officially diagnosed in two thousand seven. Uh, I refused to take any meds for, uh, I, don't, I didn't start on any meds until 2010. Uh, actually, was it 2000? No, sorry, it was 2011. And the reason why, and I don't know if this is for you, but you read the, you know, the information they give you. And, you know, the first one they always want to start you on is, uh, you know, some sort of beta interferon, whether it's Rebif or Capaxone or Avonex yeah. or one of the other ones. Um, but you read the literature and you go, well, so it doesn't, I mean, they say right in there, it doesn't work for everyone. Right. Uh, yeah. and then you look at this list of side effects and you think, 
All right, so I'm going to be giving myself a needle every morning. Um, yeah. And I may feel like I have the flu or, you know, the list of side effects goes on and on. And what changed it for me is we, my wife and I had, a, had our first child. And uh, that was the kick that I needed to, to, to do it. Um, so believe me, I, <laughs> I uh, and even there, there are even days now where, where I wonder, uh, you know, but uh, because the, you know, it's, I mean, when, when you read medication and then you read the, the information and they basically say, this doesn't work for everyone, um, you know, yeah. uh, you kind of wonder about it. But uh, uh, now what I really wanted to talk to you about, uh, I get that. A reason why I ask about your sort of your history in that is that um, with, with talking to people that have listened, they, a lot of people get a um, they take a lot of solace in hearing people with similar stories to their own. Um, yeah. But you're you're different than most people I talk to. Well, actually, everyone that I've spoken to on the podcast so far, in 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 so far as you're, uh, wow, you're a local MS celebrity, being that you're the spokesperson for the bike tour. So. Um, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> um, and that's really where I wanted to go next. Was how did how did you get involved with the MS? Like how did the whole Patricia's now the spokesperson for the bike tour thing come about. Um, you know what? I, it was probably right after I was diagnosed. I really didn't want to tell anyone, like my closest friends, anyone, anything. And I kind of hid for a while and I thought everyone was going to look at me like I was different or feel sorry for me. And I kind of took a step back and saw the support that I had from my family and from my friends when I finally told them. And I realized that uh, there's a lot of people that have MS or other issues that don't have the support that I do. Mm-hmm. And when I was being diagnosed, like in the process, I, I, I kind of started thinking about MS because I didn't really know all that much about it. And I remembered the bike tour, and I said, you know, whether I diagnosed or not, I'm going to ride in that bike tour, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ride for as long as I can if I do have it. So I, you know, after that point, I I looked at it and I was like, you know what? If people look at my people look at my situation and don't want to be my friend or treat me differently, then you know, I do I really want them in my life anyway? Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of wrote out what I went through with the diagnosis and the blindness and, you know, really candidly and so that people would understand and put it on social media, put it on my bike tour page and I had an overwhelming response. (laughs) And then, you know, after the bike, my first bike tour, um, I guess, I was on the MS Society's radar, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had gone in there, you know, to get information just about the MS Society in general after my diagnosis, and um, you know, for bike tour information. And then I, I kind of put it out there too that you know I wanted to be as involved as possible because there's really no point in feeling sorry for myself, like sitting at home and being sad isn't going to do anything for anyone, especially me. So I took it 
to a whole different level and said, you know, I want to help as many people with this as possible, whether it's awareness, money, um, being someone that they can talk to, because, uh, you know, I, I meet people on the regular that are just diagnosed that just want to talk to someone. So, you know, it's just, I had I had the time, I guess, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life since I wasn't, you know, my criminology degree wasn't going to make me a police officer anymore. So, and I had the support of my family to be able to volunteer with the MS Society and just kind of went from there. Well, yeah, and I, um, I, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about is your speech last year uh, at the, uh, on the Saturday night of the bike tour, um, I gotta set this. I gotta set the stage for you here. Uh, one of the gentle, one of the guys I was riding with, uh, it was the first time I ever, ever rode the bike tour with somebody that had a, another person that had MS, and and Dave, yes. uh, who will more than likely listen to this, um, he heard your. Well, first off, it was his first time on the bike tour, and yes. so I rode with him pretty much the whole way, and we get there. And then, you know, when you're kind of, there's all those tents and stuff and where the burgers are on the outside, he kind of got a sense of how many people were there, but you don't really get a sense of it until you walk into the big hall for dinner. And yeah, just sure. his face was just like, holy cow. <laughs> you know, because I think there was over 2,000 riders last year. And yeah. um, so we're sitting there eating dinner. You can kind of tell he's kind of got a bit of a bewildered look on his face. And then, um, then when you spoke, it really, really hit him. Um, and he, he became vis visibly emotional. Um, and I thought the speech couldn't have, couldn't have been better. Uh, so, um, you know, where did that, where did that speech come from? Um, <laughs> it just, it just came from the heart, I guess. And, you know, wanting to really connect with people that have MS because even though it's so different for everyone, um, it's, you know, it's just something that connects a lot of people, <laughs> whether it's someone that has it or whether it's a caregiver or family member. Um, it, it generally affects you whether you, on some level, whether you want it or not. And I don't know. I just wanted to, make sure that everyone knew that they were there for the same reason and that what they were doing was amazing and that if we keep working together like this, that it is making a huge difference. Yeah. It, um, one of the things that Dave said to me uh, that night was uh, he felt incredibly supported uh, when he saw yeah. that many people, you know, and, yeah. and the most of those people that ride, I mean, most of them don't have MS. I mean, when you, you know, no. the, when they ask all the MSers to go up on stage, it's a very small fraction of the of the whole, you know, uh, audience, right? Um, yeah. And that's always, it, but I don't want to sound song because that, that weekend's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> so I don't want to make it sound like it's all, uh, you know. No, for sure. <laughs> um, so why don't, why don't you just talk about the weekend uh, in general and what makes it such a great event? Well, you know, and this, it actually, when you said that, it kind of reminds me of my, my first bike tour. 
um, when I went to drop off all of my money and package, get my package and everything, there was a gentleman there and he said, you know, why do you have, why do you get a red jersey? And I said, oh, well, you know, because I have MS. And he looked at me and he's like, oh, oh, I've ridden for, you know, 10, 20 years and I don't know anyone that has it. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, I, you know, the, why are you here? You know what I mean? It was as, as silly as that sounds, but mm-hmm. um, it just, I just didn't think that there would be people that don't have a connection. And uh, <laughs> then he asked me what my name was and took one of those uh, who I'm writing for cards yeah. and wrote my name down. And then while I was writing and I, I saw it on the, you know, I saw it and it just, you know, it, it was just something that just pushed me to, to keep writing. And, and I feel like that weekend is full of that. Like it's, it's almost everywhere you look because, you know, you see a red jersey and you see just people having fun, right? I mean, there's, there's beer, there's <laughs> band, there's hamburgers, right? Like there's everything that makes it, you know, like makes it fun for the average person, right? But everyone's there for the same reason, and the atmosphere is just overwhelming at times because everyone's happy to be there, even though their butts are sore, mm-hmm. and just smiling, and you know. Just yeah. <laughs> no, it's one. It's one. One of my favorite we- weekends of the year, and it's and it's funny that um, my my parents actually started doing the bike tour before I did. Uh, oh, they, really? Yeah, yeah. They did it a year before I started, and yeah, I'm a. <laughs> I, I you know I've got some. I don't know if they're issues or whatever. I don't know. I just, I, when they first said they were doing it, I'm like, okay, like I understood because I'm their son and they want to support me. And they were trying to, I think for them, it was just, we can't cure them. So we want to do something. So they rode in the bike tour, which was yeah, really, exactly. yeah, you don't want to do nothing. Yeah. So my mom is, was never athletic. Like, I mean, she hates the sweat and she never really mm-hmm. started riding a bike until she was like 50, uh, like 56, 57. She's 62 now. Um, yeah. and she does it every year. So it's, it's, it's pretty crazy that way. And another thing that I'd never, uh, I'd never done until this, this past bike tour is when, um, they call the MSers up on stage. I'd never go. Uh, I would just mm-hmm. stay seated and I can't tell you why I wouldn't go. Um, this year I kind of had to, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I mean a lot of people knew who I was because of the run and that um, yeah but I also yeah because it would look really really bad if uh, <laughs> you know I didn't go up and not only that because Dave was there and it was his first one and he was having such yeah. an emotional time with it I mean I felt compelled to uh, to join in but it's it's just funny I mean for them uh you know, even some of these pub nights and that. I mean, I had never, until like the last 24 months, I'd never really had that much interaction with other people with MS. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you, 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 when you were telling that story about that, that gentleman that approached you about the jersey, it reminded yeah. me of, um, 
like in April, uh, yeah, I think it was early April, um, the one of the a, a TV crew came to my house to talk to me about the run, and I got a little blurb on one of the, the newscasts. And oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, yeah, the, well, there was three of them, but it was the first one. It was kind of early on. Yeah. And that night, I got like four emails from I don't know, just random people, right? And yeah. one of the gentlemen asked if he could run in in the really long run. He just wanted to help out, and it was just like. Yeah, and that's the first time I realized that there was going to be other people running. Um, so mm-hmm. it was just—I mean, it's you, it's such an amazing feel when feeling when a random stranger says, "Hey, I'm going to support you." Um, like, it's humbling, actually. I, I, you know, um, and that's what makes that weekend so yeah. special. Sorry, um, I think you know that that kind of. It almost explains to you why I got involved because there are a lot of people that just have, you know, don't really have any idea what MS is or what, or, you know, what it can look like. And most of the time, everybody pictures the worst case scenario. And I just, I wanted to make sure that people not even just people with MS, but people dealing with any sort of kind of issue know that their life isn't over and that there's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of support um, that can make you keep going. And and that's the thing is sometimes when a random stranger or, you know, someone that you know probably doesn't have a lot of money to spare is still supporting you, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's amazing, and I it, and I can't uh, like that weekend now. It's just it's permanently on the calendar. My wife knows we're doing it. Uh, her yeah. her mom and dad know that you know that they're taking the kids for for two days. Um, it's just on the calendar. And um, now, do you have any other like from the bike tour? Uh, how many have you done now? Yeah. How many how many times? Uh, you done? That would have been my fourth one okay and out of the four tours do you have any memories that stand out that maybe aren't ms or mushy or anything just remember like things that happened along because i mean when you ride you know 180 clicks over two days i mean things happen so is there any any memories that stick out well my very first year that was 2012 so that was what what did they say the worst worst second day that they've ever seen Oh, I was on the. I, I so put my. I, I put my bike on the truck that day. Yeah. So I. Uh, I. You know, this is my first year ever riding. So I pull out of there in shorts and a little little rain jacket, and I was completely frozen. And I wouldn't stop at the first checkpoint. And I was riding completely alone. Uh, finally, pulled in at the second. So sorry. Were, 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 by, were you on a team? Or you just went nope. went in by yourself. I was completely alone. Oh, that's amazing. Sorry, I didn't I, know I, anyone. I... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That that's that's amazing. You just decided, hey, I'm gonna just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know anyone. Um, and you know, I just thought, uh, you know, I I'll just do it. And yeah, so <laughs> the second day, I think I got to the lunch point 
when I got blown over by the wind mm-hmm. <laughs> and ended up just in the ditch. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and you know, go warm up. And when I got in there, the first aid people were like, do you have anyone that you can call? And I was like, why? And they're like, you need to, you need to take everything off. And they ended up, I think, taking a, a pan from bread or something, emptying it out, filling it with water and like completely covering me up because I was, my lips were blue. <laughs> and oh, I that was a rough dad day. And I was like, and I was like, Dad, can you bring me my spare shoes and my spare clothes? I want to keep riding. And he he came and he literally had three pairs of sweatpants and hoodies and was like, you need to get in the car. <laughs> and it was, it was so, it, it was almost, it almost broke my heart because, you know, I had, I, you know, I had, I wanted to do, I wanted to do the whole thing. I wanted to prove that I could do this, right? And my first year, I, you know, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so that kind of drove me to keep coming back, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, it was it, it was something, too, like that I, you know, I saw these people riding through this because, you know, they had the proper gear, so they could make it. Um, and really, no one was forcing them to. No, no, you do you like, I mean, they don't even keep track of who finishes and who doesn't. No, exactly. So, um, no, that, that year with that weather, I know we got to that curling ring cause that's where, where lunch was. Uh, and I was with, yeah. with my mom who was miserable and my uncle who was miserable and, um, <laughs> They said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna stop, and and I was waiting for them because the wind was so. I, I mean, you remember the wind that day? There was times when oh yeah, you're riding and you're pushing so hard, but you're probably only going like seriously ten kilometers an hour, if that. Because oh yeah, like I honestly, when I stopped at the second checkpoint, I looked at the map, and I was like, okay, if I pedal, I pedal sixteen kilometers an hour. It's sixteen kilometers to the lunch. So I'll get there in an hour. And that was the only thing keeping me going. <laughs> <laughs> and like last year, there's only two bike tours that I have that I've been in that I haven't finished. And it was that one and yeah. uh, last year. And last year I didn't finish when we got to the school. Because um, I, I, I mean, obviously I'd done that big run two weeks previous, right? Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and I I wasn't healed. I mean, I wasn't any, anywhere close to. You, but there was a pretty nasty headwind that day too. And oh wow, yes. <laughs> so we stopped at lunch, and I looked at my wife, and I go, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, you're not going to finish. I'm like, nope. And she's like, John, you have to finish. I'm like, look, I've done enough this year. I'm good. I'm not. Go-. Yeah. And then when I got to the so I, I we got a ride with one of the trucks, and we got to the finish line. Um, uh, I think I ran into Paula, Tyler, and Jen at the finish line. And they're like, well, yeah. when did you finish? I looked at them like, I didn't finish. <laughs> I stopped at the school. I'm good. Uh, they just all kind of gave me a look, and then I kind of gave them a look back, and they kind of went, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. But, though, yeah, so there's two that I haven't finished. Uh, and actually, I've only been doing it a year long, a year longer than you. So I would have started in 2011, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But... Um, yeah, no, is there, now, bike tour is great, and 
I just want you to know, I think that, you know, as far as spokespeople go, they couldn't have picked a better one. Um, like, <laughs> like, no, honestly, honestly, Patricia, that, that, uh, uh, that speech you gave last year was, was spot on. Um, and I know I laugh now because I'm like, well, now what am I going to do next year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think you just got to take a different approach, maybe. Just, just come, come at it yeah, from a different I'm angle. Make it funny this year. Yeah, because if you... I mean, you hit an emotional crescendo last year. I don't think you can... If you can top that emotionally, yeah. let me know because I don't want to be sitting in there because I'll be bawling like a like a four-year-old. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, just give me the heads I'll up. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've been, we've been at it for 30 minutes now, and, and so I'm, we'll wind it down. But uh, before, okay. before, we, um, uh, before we wrap up, is there... What do you want to say to other other people with MS? Uh, well, like I said in my speech, you're not alone. Um, so, you know, if there's ever a moment in your life where you feel alone, please call me. Um, because I definitely think that there's so many people that have MS that are incredibly, incredibly inspiring all over the world. And, you know, they would be there for you in a heartbeat. So that was definitely one thing. Um, another thing is just don't give up. Don't give up on anything because I feel like you can definitely find a way. There is so many people out there that will support you. And things are changing, and I think that's why a lot of us are doing what we're doing, so that it can change. So just keep your head up. <laughs> and last thing, you had mentioned to me, one of the times I've seen you in person over over the summer, um, you had said you were thinking of running a little bit next year. Are oh, you, absolutely. How, how, how far are you thinking about going? Okay, well, so my boyfriend and I have committed to training for, uh, I think, the EPS half. Okay. So, probably, I honestly would love to do the whole thing, and that, that's kind of what I'm going to aim for, but I'm going to say at least half. Cool. No, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, there's there's two people running with me this year the whole way, but they don't have MS. Yeah. So, uh, so if you know if they make it faster than me, I have an excuse. <laughs> uh, but Christy and uh, and uh, Jen Ferrance have said that they're well. At least uh, that's my understanding. I mean, if they don't, I understand. Yeah. But uh, no, that'd be great to to have you and uh, yeah, join us. Sure. Now, before before I let you go, if people want to find you on social media, they want to find the bike tour, uh, they want information. Do you have any coordinates you want to give people? If, if people want to find you on social media, if they want to find the bike tour, yeah. uh, any website information, Twitter, Facebook, anything you want to, uh, any coordinates you want to give to people. Oh, sure. So my Twitter handle is, uh, it's basically how my last name sounds. So it's J-A-H-O-O-F-K-A. Uh, and then you can find me on Facebook at Patricia, which is P-A-T-R-Y-C-I-A. And last name is R-Z-E-C-H-O-W. 
K-A. And usually, like, on my Twitter or Facebook, there's uh, links to whatever crazy project I'm up to. So <laughs> definitely feel free to add me, send me a message, follow me, tweet at me. I will definitely respond. That's perfect. And I'm holding it. I'm holding you to 21K then. I'm holding up you. Absolutely. That I will, that, at least that. Now, one last question I have to ask you. You, you know, you and I were at the uh, uh, the dinner of champions for the bike tour the other night, um, and we yeah. both we both got an award for fundraising. Do you find that it's a and it's it's kind of a glass thing? Do you find that it's like unreal with fingerprints? Like anytime you touch that thing, you feel... oh, oh yeah. Like when I, I, pick... I, you know, it's like you kind of Windex it, and then it goes on the shelf, and then never again. <laughs> yeah, my kids getting anywhere near. I'm like, no, like. Well, because I don't want them to break it, but the other thing is, I, I just it, it picks up fingerprints like no one's business. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Patricia, thank you so much for for taking the time to do this. I I really appreciate it. Um, I know we'll no be. No problem. I'm I, so happy I could finally do it. Ah <laughs> uh, well, you were renovating a house. You're busy. I get it. It's. Uh, I'm just happy that I'm just whenever whenever a guest actually confirms with me, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> so. <laughs> But uh, no, thanks again, and and, uh, and we'll be in touch over the next few months, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. So that's it. That's the uh, final episode of YEGMS for 2016. Uh, I just want to thank uh, Patricia again for taking time out of her busy schedule to uh, to talk with me. It. Uh, um, I think when other when other MS wires here. Uh, stories and especially stories uh, powerful like hers I think um, it, it's it's helped to everyone it makes people feel like they're connected and they have uh, they're part of a larger community and amazingly enough and, and we shouldn't have hung up uh, when we did but uh, something that uh, Patricia shared with me after I stopped recording is she's actually going back to boxing uh, which is phenomenal uh, I made the joke that uh, uh, you know, do you really think that somebody with a neurological disorder should be, you know, taking hits to the head? But she's checked with her doctor. She knows what she's doing. And those are the kind of stories that uh, resonate with me because I think, you know, for people uh, in our community, we have to remember there's, it, it, it changes the way you approach life, but it doesn't have to change your life. And I, and I, and I think that uh, Patricia's a, a powerful example of that. Uh, I mean, the fact that she rode in her first bike tour without even having a team. She just raised money and rode. I mean, that um, that takes true courage. And for her to go back to boxing again, I mean, very courageous person. And, and I meant what I said. I don't think they could have picked a better spokesperson uh, for, for the Johnson MS bike. Uh, I, I think she's a wonderful role model for for myself and for everyone in our community. So, uh, Patricia, thank you again for, for taking time out to do this, and uh, it's much appreciated. Um, a few changes will be coming to the podcast uh, starting in January. Um, I've started publishing uh, the first nine episodes on YouTube, uh, and that was at the behest of my... Uh, of my volunteer trainer, Chris, Chris down at uh, Blitz Con Conditioning. Um, you know, it's just trying to find different venues and different avenues to uh, 
expose get to get as much exposure for the podcast as possible. So one of the things that uh, once I put the first not well actually the first ten episodes up on YouTube uh, starting in January, and there will also be a audio uh, video. Uh, I'll still be doing the audio podcast as normal, uh, except for when I do them uh, from in January. I'll also have the uh, uh, the camera rolling. And there will be a video version uh, on YouTube. Um, I don't know how it will go. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm certainly not the most photogenic person that ever walked to face the planet. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's a crazy age that we live in. That I mean, basically anybody who wants to have their own radio show and has, a comp- has an internet connection can do it. Anybody who wants to post a, make their own show and post a, you know, like a TV type show and post on, online can do it. So it's, um, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, the internet has really become what cable access was when I was, uh, in my teenage years where, you know, a bunch of guys can get together and just make a TV show and, um, you know, who knows who will watch it, but you know, it, it, it's, the, it's, it's our time. So, um, yeah, anyway, so we're, to wind this down, I just want to wish everyone out there that listens to this, uh, you know, a happy holiday season, a happy new year. Uh, you know, depending on your uh, religious uh, affiliation, if you have one, you know, I wish you a happy Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah. Uh, you know, I guess the where the where the term Yule comes from is that was a pagan festival. So if you're in the in that, you know, if it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the uh, Hindu one? Uh, Pancha Ganapati? Well, I'm reading, so I mean, if I if I butchered that, I apologize to people listening. Um, but anyway, yeah, if anyone, uh, whatever your religion is, and whatever your end of the year festival is, uh, have a happy one. Uh, have a merry new year. Or merry new year. <laughs> have a happy new year. And lastly, I should mention, if anyone out there wants to get a hold of me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at ownms.com1. That's O-W-N-M-S-D-O-T-C-O-M, and the number one. You can email me at sean at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. You can search for own multiple sclerosis on Facebook. You can search for the really long run to end MS on Facebook. You can visit the my blog, my personal blog at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. That's O-W-N multiplesclerosis.com. And you can also visit uh, really long run to end MS.ca. So if anyone wants to get a hold of me, would like to be a guest on the show, wants to join my bike team, hint, hint, uh, please reach out to me. But anyway, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and uh, happy new year. We'll talk to you in 2016.